everybody. Welcome back to Three Men and Their Babies. It is me, Daniel, here with Adam and Benny. Hey, boys. Hello there. Hello, I am Benny. I am not <laughs> Benny. I'm the other one. <laughs> no, but I'm not Benny either, so I'm not the other one. I'm the other, other one. Oh, my gosh. Too Shit. many others. It's Too like many other ones. episode of Lost. <laughs> but, like, no polar bears yet. No black spot. You know what? That was such a shame. I love that show so much. And it was just clear after about four seasons, like, oh, they're making it up as they go along, aren't they? Shit. Just like the last two seasons of Game of Thrones. Yeah, it does matter to me. I'm a purist. Lost was nothing like Game of Thrones. Yeah, Benny, take that back. (laughs) Lost is the best TV show of all time. Game of Thrones was some very good series and then some shit series. (laughs) Hang on. Every series of Lost, even the shit ones, were far better than Game of Thrones. All right, now hang on a minute. Oh, God. Controversy two (laughs) two minutes and 15 (laughs) seconds in. (laughs) Two minutes in. We had a music fight last week. We're going to get into a TV fight. Okay. Not every single series of Lost was better than every series of Game of Thrones. I agree that Lost was probably, on balance, better than Game of Thrones because Game of Thrones was so ruined at the end, it tarnished the whole thing for me. There's no danger of me ever wanting to put an episode of Game of Thrones on ever again. Whereas with Lost, you know what? In about 10 years or so, I'd probably watch the whole thing again. Because I did enjoy it, and it was great, and it was wacky and crazy. There were a couple of Game of Thrones, like, the the season that had the the big fight in the the snow, and they sail off at the end. That season was excellent. But, like I say, yeah, I'll I'll agree with you on Lost being better than Game of Thrones on the whole. Because the last season just ruined it so much, it was just tarnished forever. I've rewatched Lost four times the whole thing because wow, I love it that much it is amazing now admittedly I fell in love with it when it went live when it was shown on like broadcast TV and in between each episode you'd immediately go onto like all the internet forums yeah. and talk about it and go oh my god what does this map mean what are these different hatches and all of this <laughs> and get totally lost in like all the ARGs and all like the little side things that added so much lore the fact that all of that happened with this huge TV show that had such high production value really engaging characters great writing even the shitty episodes and the worst one is with the brother and sister who get buried alive with diamonds that that is still better to me than any episode of game of thrones she was my favorite character shannon she was the one like every, everyone was uh, swooning over um um evangeline yeah kate evangeline lily but I, I was all about shannon oh, yeah. shannon was my girl she was really good what was she in recently She was in a series that I watched recently. I'm going to have to Google it. Because it didn't look like her at all. I was a... I was a a son boy. That was my my jam. Son, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. My all day, my jam. Oh, she's been in the Taken trilogy. Yeah, Ah, she's his daughter. Yeah, she's his daughter. Fear the Walking Dead. Oh, yeah. She plays the character who drives around in, like, the huge... Uh, riot van with the machine guns in. Oh and she yes, is she does. The yeah, best character, and I honestly didn't know it was her because she looked so different, and because her acting was not of that of like some whiny brat who's been lost on an island and hasn't got any suntan lotion or access to Instagram. Not that Instagram <laughs> was a thing back then, but that type no, of thing. Yeah. But yeah, the, sorry, straight thing, in with the hot take. <laughs> the thing was with Lost as well. It was the first 
internet TV show, I think. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> it was the first show where people were going online and putting theories forward as to what was going to happen and what was happening. It hadn't happened before that. You'd had shows before that that had everyone talking, water cooler talk. That had been a thing for years and years and years with any kind of show, comedy or serial or anything. But Lost was the first show that it felt like, okay, right now everyone has a computer, everyone has a maybe a smartphone, but everybody does have the mm. internet and everybody yeah. can go on and see what's happening. The only issue was, as is always the case, when they come up with ideas for theories of shows, all the ideas that the fans had were better in the end than what they did, <laughs> which is what ruined Game of Thrones. Yeah. It was that I read three or four theories and I was like, Oh my god, that's amazing. If they do that, that is absolute genius. That's a callback to season three. Nobody's <laughs> seen it coming. Oh, I love it. Yeah. No. Yeah. Just fucking shite. <laughs> and the same with last. It happens so in angry. wrestling all the time. Happens it happened in to wrestling last night. You know what the worst <laughs> It happened in wrestling last night. The worst one, the worst one ever, TV talk straight out of the gate. Who cares? It's our show where I can do what we want, but whatever. <laughs> There'll be some parenting in a bit, I promise. As this now seems to be the theme of the show, is the worst one ever was Dexter. Oh yes. The the worst the worst fan theory that ended up ruining the whole show because the fan theory was so much better. Spoilers, but if you've not seen Dexter, it's like fifteen years old. Sorry, you know, there's a there's a, a time limit that's passed here. <laughs> but the idea was if you never saw it, Dexter was a blood specialist who worked for the police, but he was also a serial killer who would target people who'd kind of duped the system or got away with a crime or whatever. And there would be people who would try and test Dexter, who knew who he was or what he was getting away with, and, you know, okay. could he get out of it, that kind of thing. He had a, he had a, So he was adopted, and his father knew what he was. His father knew he had this problem. He had, like, an obsession with killing things. So his father tried to help him so that he never got caught. Growing up with Dexter at the same time was his sister, Deborah, who became a police officer and worked at the same place where Dexter worked. So she was in the same precinct that Dexter worked at. At the end of the show... Dexter and Deborah basically run away to this uh, kind of logging camp area and he becomes a lumberjack <laughs> and just starts a whole new life. And that's kind of it. The fan theory that ruined it, which what they should have done a million percent, was that Deborah knew he was a serial killer all along. And that's why she worked for the police, was it so she could help him and she could make sure he never got caught. And they never, no, it didn't, it didn't even come anything close to that. He just became a lumberjack <laughs> in the end. <laughs> just such a big fuck you to all the fans. <laughs> I think that's the danger with theories, though, isn't it? When when you you want things to go in a particular way, or you you build this up in in your mind, this should go this way, and it would be really cool. And it doesn't. You're naturally going to be disappointed. But part of me thinks, well, tough. You're you're not the writer of this show. Go write some fan fiction like that. If that's how you want it to happen, you can write yourself into it. You could be Dexter's girlfriend or <laughs> something like that. If it doesn't go not- that way, tough. Enjoy it for what it is. The fact that it has ended in a particular way and that you had that, that fun leading up to it. Unless, and there is one exception, you're the writers of Games of Game of Thrones. <laughs> because those last two series are absolute dog shit. <laughs> yeah. Or the last Star Wars film. I'll throw that in a pile as well. Dog <laughs> shit. But I don't think... Oh, we're getting more and more disagreements every week. This is going to just turn into an hour of us shouting at each other full full bore at the end. And here's why I think the death penalty is right. No, you're wrong. Here's, here's where I disagree with that thought, though. You can't just say tough. Because 
I mean, you can say that. You can say whatever you want. Yeah. But when you're producing a piece of entertainment and you're getting people emotionally invested into something, for you to then completely go off kilter and write something totally bizarre is a massive disservice to those people who've invested emotionally in that thing you've made. It's like if I make you a really awesome meal and then at the end I walk in and shit on your plate. I can't just then say, well, tough Adam, you don't have to eat it. You're like, yeah, but you've just ruined this meal for me now. You've ruined my experience. Wow, what, sorry, mate. What can I do? That's right. I can eat around it. Fine. Meal, then? How but about the, dif- the difference is I'm not also going to like eat that meal with you. I, I may have produced that meal, but it's not a meal for me. It's a meal for you. Whereas with a TV show, often the writers are in love with their characters and with their creations. Not in a romantic sense, but they their creations are part of them. Ultimately, that that's where that is coming from. And they are the ones who are making the decision, not only with like what the network wants, what the audience might want, but also what they as an individual want for their character who they have spent, because I think Dexter had like seven series, something like that. Yeah, yeah seven, uh, eight. Th- they have spent so much time in the mind of that character. It is part of them, and they are naturally going to want to have what they feel is the best resolution for that character. And the thing is, they can control that. They can decide, ultimately, what that character does. And for for an ending like that, bearing in mind, I've ne- not seen one second of Dexter, that leaves it open for Dexter to potentially come back, which I think that that is in discussion, to come back for a, one, like, a special or a short series for it to be rounded off. I don't think it's a discussion. I think it's happening. Yeah, I think it's happening. Why are they doing it? They're bringing so. Do you know they're bringing they're bringing Fraser back, aren't they? Yeah, I saw that the other what? day. Yeah, yeah. Did you not know that? <laughs> How? Like half actors are dead, aren't they? Only one. Only, only, only his Eddie. dad. His dad. Oh, like... Eddie. Actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Eddie's dead as well. Guess who's dead? Eddie. Eddie's dead. <laughs> Is it like? Yeah, I don't know how they can... in in prison because of that the whole like money plane fiasco. <laughs> <laughs> it might be. It might be. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how they can gun at the police. <laughs> I, I don't know how they can bring it back. I got no. I mean, well, money clearly, money yeah. is everything else. But I don't even know why you would bring it back after so long. And that's right. me and Sarah were talking <laughs> the other night about it. And the the beauty of Frasier was it when it finished, it was a perfect ending. Everything worked out okay. He went off and led his new life, and that's it. And if you bring that show back now without those characters, if you haven't got Niles and Daphne and Roz. What you're just gonna then like get like get used to a whole new family or something? It just seems a bit odd. I don't like it. They they shouldn't they shouldn't even make a show. They should like put an open letter in a newspaper that just says, "Hi friends, it's me, Doctor Fraser Crane. I'm I'm not a doctor anymore. I've been disbarred or whatever it is because of these events that have happened. The cameras aren't following me, but I thought I'd write a letter and let you know. Yeah, my dad's dead, unfortunately. D- Daphne and Niles have uh, split up and are fighting over custody for their twin children, Niles Jr. <laughs> and Martin. <laughs> and and that that's all people want is like, oh, wouldn't it be nice to just get a little update on how the characters are doing? We don't want Kelsey Grammer like dragging himself around because he w- now, as an actor, is probably older than the actor who played his dad when Frasier first started. <laughs> Do we really want to watch that as a TV show? The weird thing was the actor who played his dad was only eight years older than him in real life. Really? So John Maloney, yeah, John Maloney was only eight years older than Kelsey Grammer when that. they filmed the show. Yeah, and they aged oh him up a little God. bit. And lastly, the way he walked and the way he dressed made him look yeah. made him look older. But yeah, he's only eight years older than him, and 
another fun little Frasier fact was Kelsey Grammer was a had a massive drinking problem. He had a massive alcohol yeah. problem. And for most of the recording of Frasier, he was absolutely steamed and would come into work and would like drunk, like blind drunk. And the second they were like action, he would just turn it on and be Frasier again. Like there was yeah. nothing going on. It's crazy. A bit, and the reason he was like that is because he had he had like a massive, massive trauma in his life and it just led him to drink, yeah. which is really sad, but crazy when you watch that show to think, Christ, like, like that dude right now is probably completely ham-fisted. <laughs> and he's just loaded. like, he's acting his boots off and he's amazing. <laughs> yeah, he's absolutely fucking leathered. <laughs> right. Isn't it weird though, there is that video of him where he just walks straight off a stage? Oh yeah. Have yeah, but loads of people that? have done that. <laughs> loads of people no, have done that though, haven't they? But... <laughs> This is Kelsey Grammer. This is fucking Stinky Pete from Toy Story 2. You know, Beast from the (laughs) X-Men. Guy from Money Plane in Money Plane. (laughs) He's just walked straight off the stage. Fucking hell. (laughs) Oh, it's amazing. So as we do get to some parenting things, as always, I keep records during the week of a couple of bits to talk about. And this was something me and Sarah discussed this week. We were talking about school days, and I'm assuming, Adam, you might know this already, but we were stunned to learn this, was that kids now after PE don't have to have showers. Did you know that? What, in secondary school? At high school. I didn't know that, but good. Because I remember we were, at secondary school, we were kind of, gently nudged towards the shower to have them and <laughs> yeah. obviously the very confident guys would uh, and like that loners <laughs> like me would just like de- <laughs> like use a lot of links yeah just towel off towel <laughs> yeah. off and spray have and a french bath and just go you know what I'd, I'll just be kind of minging for the rest of the day until tomorrow morning when I have a bath that's fine we were, honest, we, were che- though, we were checked uh, though so they would like come in and see if like if your hair was wet or like, oh, have you been in have you been in the shower? It's like, no, sir. It's like, right, get in the shower then. And you had to go you then had to go through the shower, which is just a great fucking trauma, obviously, for a young lad. Don't know. maybe I did. Maybe I've like blacked it out in my memory. <laughs> it was that Repressed. traumatic. Repressed memory. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I, I was a right little fat fatso at school as well. So it's like not like I ever got sweaty during PE. I didn't move you know. <laughs> The worst I got was like, oh, it's muddy because I've been stood in, on a pitch in December playing rugby and I don't know how to play rugby, but I've been told to play rugby <laughs> and, and oh shit, the ball's coming towards me. What do I do? Did you have to have showers, Benny, when you were at high school? Because you're younger than us. No, no, no. Showers were, again, encouraged. I went by like a slimy man nudging you in the direction of the showers like at Adam's school. But yeah, it was encouraged for the teachers, but I don't think anyone ever did it. Not at all. And I, similar to Adam, I was a, a little fat kid, but I did run around a lot because as we discussed the other day, I was super, super competitive and wanted to win all the time. So I put a shift in every time <laughs> and absolutely depleted people when I played rugby. So you're not, so you were just like, you just stick the joint out for the rest of the day then? Yeah, like, like I said, you just um, have, a, have a good douse of the links, give yourself a, yeah, give yourself a fine. big old, you know, a wipe down, a dry off. Yeah, you're a teenage boy. You're gonna stink anyway. Exactly. Whether whether it's like of like bo or like jizz or piss or shit, <laughs> doesn't matter. Being a fat kid, none of the girls are gonna go anywhere near me anyway. So you might as well just yeah. double down on it. Yeah, that's uh, a fair point. No fucking girls on a piece of this anyway. Might as well stink. Who gives a shit? Might as well repel them with everything right. I have. What what were when you were at school? What were the sports you absolutely hated or absolutely enjoyed? Because I was thinking about this the other day, and there there were some that I 
I still now have nightmares about like, oh shit, I'm going to be dragged out to play this. <laughs> like like rugby in on December when the grass uh, on on the playing field is solid. <laughs> you know, your studs can't even break through the grass. It's that hard. And like <laughs> being forced out and to basically hit other kids and <laughs> get hit by other kids. It sounds like a dream, that does. It was pretty much, I enjoyed everything. The only thing I didn't like was like doing athletics, like um, you're sprinting. We didn't really do hurdles, but obviously because, again, as a bigger lad, I wasn't very good at any of them, and I accepted that, so I tried to avoid doing it. Oh, it was all right. Like, we did um, cross-country a lot, and my school, we had like four or five fields, but you basically just like ran around the outside. Or... And again, like yeah. I, no matter what we did, I always put a shift in and i always came out like proud most of the time of my uh my efforts you know bleep test i don't know if you guys you must have done that in oh, school God, yeah 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 like it should be something that i hated but i still like put everybody put 100 percent into it. it must be my positive outlook on like on life i'm not sure mm. unfortunately and i'm i have a live audience that is my wife is sat around 10 feet away from me and I can hear that she's going to roll. I can hear her rolling her eyes already and know <laughs> she's going to do it. But, and I'll clarify this statement, there was never a sport that I couldn't at least do. <clears throat> so I didn't hate any of them. I could, I can catch a ball, I can kick a ball, I can hit a ball with a stick or a bat or a racket. There was nothing I couldn't, I mean again, I'm not good at any of them, but I can play football, yeah. I can play tennis, there was, I can play cricket. There was nothing I couldn't play cross country i didn't care about i'm not going to finish first it's fine I'll just drag around the field i don't give a shit fine again sprinting i'm not the fastest kid in school fine i'll you know not high school anyway i'll just have a run and that's it it was nothing there was nothing that ever bothered me even when we started doing we did um we did softball in third year as uh, for like uh, for one p lesson okay. for a few weeks and i, and I was fine with that because i was in i was enjoyed fielding so I'd, you know, I'd get put in like center or right field, and I'd be, I'd happily do that because I'd be fucking diving for the ball and all kinds of stuff. So, yeah, there was nothing, there was nothing I ever hated because I could always sort of do it at least to a passable level. So, yeah, I was much more aimed towards like the badminton and trampolining side of things. It's indoors. It's in a sports hall. It's not massively fast or hugely competitive, and the testosterone levels are way down. <laughs> I think that was the big thing, <laughs> because there were a lot of, like, tall guys. There was one guy at our school, and his hands were so, like, manly and big, his fingers could practically touch each other around the rugby ball. <laughs> he was the guy, like, if he got the ball during rugby, you just wouldn't tackle, because you know you're just going to be flat on your <laughs> ass in a lot of pain afterwards. So all that type of thing, I just couldn't deal with. But the indoor sports, yeah, I really enjoyed. And I think looking back on it, like the the running, like the lap running and the cross-country running, I think if I put my mind now into my kid's body, uh, I, I would go for that. I, and I would enjoy it more because it's something I do now mm. and, and can put up with. But I, th- I think the worst thing as well is the the other kids just being so competitive and being so good at it, that's really disheartening to me as a kid. Because it's like, well, I know I'm never going to be as good as them, so why put the effort in? <laughs> Which is just a terrible way to look at things. <laughs> I was going to say, you know what? If, you, if you're listening now and you want some advice or something for your kids, or if you want advice for yourself or something, 
no one will ever mind if you're putting in the effort. If you put in the yeah. effort, but you can't do it, at least you're putting a mm-hmm. shift in. Like Benny says, just put a fucking shift in. Yeah. Do your best and try. Because then you'll, you know, yeah. at least, oh, I know what, he, he might not be the best, but the guy tried, so mm-hmm. fair play to him, kind of thing. Yeah, that's, oh, that's what guys. I try doing every day. And still today. Do you, <laughs> yeah. do, you, do you hear that siren in the background? Hang on, it's getting a bit louder. It's it's breaking news. Hang on, let me tear off this sticker tape. Oh my god, guys! Oh my god, what's happening? It's what? Mother's Day this weekend. Oh shit! Everyone, action stations! It is Mother's Day this weekend. Are you prepared? Uh, yeah, as in I've not got her anything, and she's not getting anything. Yeah, I'm prepared. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> not for your mum, for your kids' mums. <laughs> 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 that was said for my my audience of one in the room. Yeah, <laughs> it's very strange, right? It's very strange because a few years ago, me and Sarah had a conversation about Christmas presents. Okay, and we had the okay. classic. You know what? We're both fucking thirty seven, thirty eight years old. We've got a kid. No one cares about. Once you have, um, but this is by the way, Benny. Uh, brutal fact here. Once you have your kid, nobody will give a fuck about you. So be prepared for that. You oh, yeah. will not matter. You know, it will just be about your kid. And that's fine. That's how it should be. If you can handle that, you'll be fine. Nobody but cares about me, me and Sarah anyway. Just come... oh, says the man with the positive outlook on life. <laughs> so me and, Sarah had the, me and Sarah had the conversation about buying each other presents for Christmas. Because it just became stupid. Because there's nothing we can't get if we don't want it. Like, okay, I need a pair of trainers. I'll just go and buy a pair of trainers then. Why would I wait? for you to buy me a pair of trainers with our money. That doesn't make any sense. What's the point? Mm. And it just becomes a thing of, well, I've spent this much money on you, now you spend that much money on me, and we just go round and round in a circle until we die. I didn't get it. So I said, well, just not buy, but you know, we'll spend the money on Georgia or put it in a savings or something. And she's like, yeah, you're right. It's fine. It makes no sense. About two months after, Sarah then with the classic fucking gut punch, do you know it would have been nice to open something on Christmas Day? I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, we agreed. Like, we agreed on this. And I said the same for Father's Day. I couldn't give. I could not give no. two shits about Father's Day. I couldn't give a shit. Just it's just like Valentine's Day. It's just a way to make money out of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know for a fact. If I don't do something for Mother's Day, I'll get the fucking horse eye off my good lady. Yeah. <laughs> Because apparently I don't think she's a mother all year. I just think she's a mother on that day. I don't know. It's the stupidest oh, it's fucking not thing. That. It's, it's not for you, though, is it? It's for your child to get up and, and recognise that effort that she puts in as a mum. Same, same for Father's Day. I think Father's Day is a great thing because, personally, I feel dads can often be overlooked in, in that type of parenting relationship. Because mums do put so much more effort in, usually more visibly than a dad does. But Mother's Day, I think it is important. I think any any type of celebration of a parent and recognising the achievements that those parents have made over that year and having a way outside of a birthday, outside of Christmas, for a child to recognise that and to celebrate that, and to show that specific love to a parent, whether it's Mother's Day or Father's Day, I I think that's important. And that's why I'm making the step this year of not buying presents or cards on behalf of my big kids. Ooh, nice, now, nice. Now, this is, this is a big thing for me, because even though me and their mum have been separated for God knows how many years now... We 
I have always still celebrate Mother's Day, they've always celebrated Father's Day, and we've ended up, you know, buying each other stuff through our children. And thankfully, usually that's been through primary school. They run like a Mother's Day or a Father's Day shop, and we give them five quid and just go, yeah, just get them like a, a pedometer and like a little notebook or something, <laughs> some, some tap from a stationary table, and they can give it to each other. And that's just a nice way for the kids to have selected a gift. This year, I'm saying, you've got your own money, mm-hmm. you've saved it up, you decide what they're going to get. And they're with me this weekend, and <laughs> we're going to go to a shop, and I'm going to go, right, there you go, go in and get, decide what you want to get. <laughs> and that will be even more so, it's their choice then, for what they want to get their mum for Mother's Day. For me, for my little one, I, I've made that choice, because obviously she doesn't earn a wage yet, she's only five. What? <laughs> Only one more year to go. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> she she can't quite get up the chimney. She keeps sliding out. Yeah, so, <laughs> build up her upper body strength this year, and I should be up yeah. there, no problem. Uh, I know what you're but, doing, by the way. I know what you're doing. <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> what you're doing is it's a long con, right? So that okay. next year or later this year, when it's Father's Day, you can say to the kids, you know. Daddy does look after you as well, and Daddy does need a PS5. So, <laughs> you know, just going to throw it out there. Just saying, if you could pull, if you could pull all your resources, yeah. then you know, Come on, you've got three of you. Pull, your yeah, exactly. Money. <laughs> cheap. Pull your money, then it's cheap. You're actually saving money. That's what's happening. Yeah. But one thing, one thing I did notice, and this is partly why I wanted to raise it today. Today. Me looking at Mother's Day cards, obviously I've got to get my own mum something. Mm-hmm. I saw for the very first time a dad card for Mother's Day that specifically said to my dad on Mother's Day. And I thought, that's fucking brilliant. Hmm. I've never seen one before. No, 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 not the other no. way around either. Hang on. Hang on. You don't yeah. need fucking no. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm turning into old man masters to get it. Why would you have a dad card on Mother's Day? There's already a Father's Day. I think it's more. Wait, I think it's more for for children that have never really had a mum. Not so much whose yeah. mum and mothers and fathers are separated. Yeah, never really had a mum. Like they they left when they were very very young, or they passed away. All right, peers, masters, calm down. It's a way for that. It's a way for that kid to feel included within Mother's Day. Feel like they are doing something. I don't. I no. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's nuts. You fucking curmudgeon. What a I'm curmudgeon. not a curmudgeon. You're a curmudgeon. Your name is now Piers. <laughs> oh, it's, the, it's, the 20, it's the 25th of December. But maybe we should get some Easter eggs as well so they don't feel left out. No, it's Mother's Day. Get something hey. for your mum. On Father's Day, get something for your dad. If you want to get a Father's Day card with some pros in it about how you're also a great mother or something, or you do great motherly things, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But now you're gonna, now you're getting Father's Day cards on Mother's Day. That makes no sense. That's insane. I, I would I would say if if God. it's the scenario that I mentioned before, just one parent, the other parent is not there either. It does has nothing to do with the situation or is sadly deceased. You should get both because you're doing both the jobs. So like you're you're doing exactly. the mother's job and the father. No, I, I get not. it. I understand it. No, you're not though. You're not. But though. you are. You are, No, no. Okay, here's the thing. (laughs) What you're saying is, right, you're saying that because, say for example, all right, my situation, right, my mum's dead, my dad's still alive, okay? Say this happened when I was five or something, right? 
And yeah. my dad is then doing the job of my dad and my mum. God forbid, yes. because that sounds horrendous. If, <laughs> all right, if you're listening. But what you're saying is it that's meant to make it then more inclusive. That makes it excluding, not including. Because What's it excluding. Because if you're saying that the dad needs to be praised for doing the motherly things, well, you should be doing that anyway. No, you shouldn't no, need to get a I'm card saying... to say, well done for being a great mum and a great dad. You're just a great... It should be parents' yeah, day. Yeah, but that, that, apl- that applies for either Mother's Day or Father's Day. You Why give your mum a card on Mother's Day? Why give your dad a card on Father's Day? And we've already covered that. That is to say you are doing a good job. But if you were a child, right, a very young child, and your mum isn't in the picture, or your mum is passed away, Mother's Day, and all the advertising around it, and all the bombardment of that message and stuff like that, is a constant reminder that you don't have a mum, and you are different. You are the odd one out. Imagine you're at school, and the the teachers are saying, right, everyone, let's make a Mother's Day card. That's our craft project for today. But not you, Billy. You've got no mum. Your mum's dead. So you, you just do some reading or some like go stand out. Guess, like, guess what, Billy? Life is life is tough. Tough enough, yeah. boy. Soz. Now get up that but chimney. Help support your dad. To, one way to yeah. make you feel better about it is to recognise that actually I don't have to feel bad about not having a mum because I've got a dad and he is acting within that role. So, what I'm going to do to make today special for him, because this is also going to be in his mind as well, I'm going to get him a con and say, you know what, I don't have a mum, but that's fine, because I have you, and you act in that role for me, and I love you for it. Do you know what What is is bad about that? What is bad about that? Because I feel, here's here's how it is, right? It should be then. Two points on that. In the year of 2021, we are, you know, equality is a massively important issue, and something we all support hugely. Mm -hmm. Why are there still Mother's and Father's Days then? If that's your point, it should just be Parents' Day. It should be a Parents' Day, not a Mother's and Father's Day. Because then, like I say, to me, if you have... The wider issue is if you have a Mother's Day, that then is excluding the kids who haven't got mums. If you have Father's Day, that is excluding the kids who haven't got fathers. It should be Parents' Day. They should be. They should put them together and have one day Parents' Day. Well, I think the, it would be a better idea. The whole point of this card is you're not excluding those kids anymore. Yeah, but they're still ex- yeah, but you can dress up as much as you want. They're still excluded. Oh, you haven't got a mum. No, you're still excluded. Well, they've got a dad you, who you... in that role, and this is a way for them to uh, participate. If if I was a complete single dad and there were no mums in the picture, I would adore my kids to get me something on Mother's Day, a little like pot of flowers, and make me a cup of tea in the morning. That'd be amazing. And that'd be a great way for them to show love. And the best thing is, I would then get it later on in the year as well, in June. <laughs> and I'd get like a, a nice pair of socks and a cactus. I've just realised, you're fucking long conning again. That's what you're doing. <laughs> you want two days a year. That's what it is. <laughs> no, but I, I think in both directions, I think that's a, a really good thing. Plus, it also counts for those people who have maybe transitioned from <laughs> one gender or sexual identity to another. So you could have someone who's biologically was your mother, but it's now your dad. So you can just get them that card. That's fantastic. I mean, they they I had d- lots I... of variety of cards there as well. They had ones like, uh, to, to my nan, thank you for being my mum for me. They had one where it was like, you are, you are a mum, but unfortunately your kid's dead. So I'm thinking about you on this sad time. 
So they had a wide range of stuff there. I'll say and this was, in, this was in Tesco. This wasn't in, like, a weird card shop where they've got, like, aisles and aisles of cards. This is all, like, right, ne- right next to all, like, the flowers and the, the boxes of Ferrero Rocher. This is only episode 13, people. <laughs> you will start to learn this about me, is that I am prone to jumping in my thoughts quite quickly. I do have that just kind of say-what-you-think mentality. I, In retrospect, yeah, I grew, I see what you're saying. I, I don't... I don't hate the idea, but now I think to avoid any kind of issue, there should just be two parents' days a year or something like that. So it's yeah. not even called Mother's Day. For, to avoid any kind of, oh, well, what about if, you, you know, if you've only got a dad? Like, I see what you're saying. Like, to avoid that yeah. kind of thing, it's, it should just be called Parents' Day. Well, well, what about, what about Batman? He hasn't day. got any parents. What's he going to do? You've just really excluded the... Uh... Super no. billionaire, super yeah, so This is, the, this is where so many Robins. Where does it end? Where does <laughs> it end? The Robins where does get end? him one, and when the Robin, when one Robin is too old and becomes Nightwing, he gets another Robin, and so he just gets a continual stream of like Father's Day cards. Off there, I mean, in theory, I think and, Bruce Wayne's just kind of a, a slave trader. Is what we're kind of getting out yeah. here, aren't we? That's what it looks <laughs> yeah, exactly. like. He just keeps accruing these kids and then making him do what he wants. The, iron- the, iron- the ironic thing is, the one that wouldn't get him a Father's Day card would be his own actual son. Yeah. It's a fair <laughs> point. It's a fair point. Technically, are we saying that Bruce Wayne is like a billionaire at Coney 2012? <laughs> is Bruce Wayne a sandwich? <laughs> Technically, then, he is making a very, very small child militia. There he is. He is. Yeah, he's, instead he is, of yeah Bruce Wayne's some guns. kind of war criminal. He's definitely yeah. a war criminal of some kind. <laughs> <laughs> no, spe- yeah. speaking about right African war criminals, I watched good segue. Uh, uh, Coming to America two. Oh my yesterday. god! So did we? Oh, did so you? Did we. <laughs> yeah, we did. We watched it on Saturday night. Okay, what did you think? I thought it was perfectly fine. I was expecting yes. it to be complete dog shit, which I think boosted my then opinion of the film. It was yes. not bad in any way. It was not bad perfectly fine i thought it fan serviced as well as it could fan service all the things i wanted in it were good i love the fact that they got everybody back in it from the first one i mean yeah. exactly the same people that was good and it's amazon so they can do that do you want to be in coming to america the sequel no i don't here's a truck full of money i guess i'll do it then yeah yeah you can do that kind of thing if you want my adam this will appear if you want my film studies review <laughs> i thought there was yeah i thought there was too much going on Instead yes. of it just being about the first one, him trying to find the love of his life rather than being told, there was three different stories going on in the same film. And I was like, yeah. it's too busy. His son is trying to meet somebody who he loves, the same story, but then also he's not really meant to be there because the girl should take over. And then the theory of well, why can't the girl take over? And there was too many yes. things going on at once. But like that, like I said, for a purely uh, reminiscing sort of rose-tinted spectacles film, I thought it was perfectly fine. Yeah, yeah, pretty much echoes my my uh, thoughts on it. I I agree totally. Very very busy, and and some stuff there that was literally the only reason you've written this line in or this scene in is so you can say this particular joke. And it certainly made me add the uh, the original on my watch later list, so I can oh, revisit. The original's that. so good. It's so oh, good. It is very very good. But if you were in a similar situation where you found out you had, (laughs) bringing it back to the parenting, where you had a child that you didn't know about until they were later on in life, how do you think that would go down? 
I'll let you go first, Benny. Christ. Good old Blossom. She's very, uh, very forgiven to me. I think she'd be, she'd be confused at first, but okay. But especially because like I've pretty much gone through my entire sexual history with her, and it'd be a massive surprise to the both of us if that was to happen. <laughs> me and Sarah did have this chat a while. I forget. Like I said, she sat here. Sarah, if you found out that I had a kid from a pre, like we didn't know about it, and I didn't know about it, and then some kid turned up who's like seventeen or eighteen. Hey, Dad, I'm your, you know, I'm your son. How do you think you'd react? <laughs> I don't know if you can hear that or not. <laughs> so, something about Fruit of the Loom t-shirts? She's ba- she basically said, I wouldn't be surprised, seeing as how you put it about. So, <laughs> I am kind of surprised. After all my Tom catting around, I never slipped one past the goalie. That, that didn't end up happening somehow. That's because I, you've only got about but, six active sweat sperm at once. You've discovered this before. Well, no, that happened. That became a, that became an issue later. When I was young, Ben, I was I was much more. Well, I think I was much more virile. Maybe I wasn't. Hey, maybe that was my maybe that was my saving grace, Benny. Mm. I never thought of that. <laughs> Jesus. Or you being just sterile used was all a, up in your life. Being sterile was you. a godsend. <laughs> I used them all up in my dirty. <laughs> <laughs> no, because again, like, there's no in theory. There's no harm, no foul, is there? You, you've not cheated on your partner. This is something that's just been sprung on you as well. You've not mm. kept it a secret. It would be horrible for Sarah to have to deal with that. I understand that, but after a, a, like, I would hope after a period of adjustment, she would understand that I didn't know what you want me to do. Or by the same token, or something, if by some miraculous thing or something that some bloke turned up or something one day, if the roles were reversed, I get they couldn't be because how could Sarah not yeah. know she had a kid? But. <laughs> If some bloke turned up and was like, "Oh, this is your twenty-year-old son," what what can I do? She's nothing. She's not gone behind my back or anything. Or yeah, it'd be weird, and I'd be really odd going through my life thinking I've got one kid and now I've got two. I think you know what? I think Sarah and Anne would be fine. I think George would be more annoyed and more upset <laughs> because she's like super. She's like super possessive. Because <laughs> we've said to her before, "Do you think you'd ever like to have a brother or sister?" She's like, "No, daddy's mine." No one else. Like, okay, then. <laughs> like that's my girl. <laughs> How about you, Ars? What do you think? What do you think? Oh, well, I I'm kind of blessed, I suppose, in a situation where I don't have someone else that, that is going to be affected by it directly. I suppose I'd be worried more about my bank balance, <laughs> as crass as that is, because that that's another lot of child support to be paying out. <laughs> but, Just quick, do you not think? Do you not think there would be a little bit of bothersome there from the two mums that they'd be like, "Hang on a minute, what? There's another kid," or do you not think they'd care I, at all? No, I, I think separate ways. I, I think in the sense of how it would affect our relationship, it's kind of well, it shouldn't because that relationship is only existing uh, in a in a way to support the well-being of the children. You know, yeah, yeah. Out, outside of the children, we don't communicate with each other or socialise or anything like that. So I I don't think it would impact, other than the usual, like, kind of, okay, how is this going to affect the kids? Let's sit down and talk about it. I, I'd be very surprised. I, I think I'd be happy, because I love having kids, and having another one, that's great. But I'd also feel very guilty, I think, being someone who, when they were a kid, didn't have a dad around, I know how that impacts you as a kid. And I suppose not having even the ability to know who your dad is is even worse, I would imagine. I, I, that's a weird situation to be in, I think. I mean, I think if I, well, got, if I got that call from, like, the, the Trisha or Kilroy Silk studios... <laughs> 
And and they say, right, I need you to come in, but I'm not going to tell you what it's about. You just need to come in and be on this show. I don't think I would say, oh, go on then. Yeah, of course. Like a lot of people seem to have done in the past. Especially if it's Maury Povich. Adam, the results are in. You are the father. <laughs> but that in that good. case, then. Oh, as, in that way, I would as I mentioned, dance around, I think. Yeah, of course. As I mentioned, it would affect Georgia. How do you think it would affect your kids? It depends on the gender of the kid. I think. If oh, it was okay, a, that's I, interesting. I think if it was a boy, Dan would be happy. Because he's like, yeah, there's another boy. Finally. I, t- yeah, I, yeah. I can like... I could go and play Nerf with someone. And I suppose it depends on the age as well. Obviously, if the kid was like 16, then that's, that'd be a bit of an age difference. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Yeah. No, it won't do. If it's a girl, I think that would be a big impact for my, my eldest, Sophie. Daisy, I think, wouldn't be massively kind of affected, I think, or I would hope, because she's used to having like a brother and sister that she only sees semi-regularly anyway. So that's just, yeah. oh, it's another one. Okay, that's fine. And she's of a young age where she's she's got that kind of flexibility. But yeah, I, w- I won't be I won't be going to see uh, uh, Ricky Lake anytime <laughs> soon, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking shout out Ricky Lake! Oh my yeah. god. So a weird thing that happened this week. Well, not this week, but a weird thing that's been happening is is that for some reason when I take Georgia to bed, she so she has a captain's bunk, and where she lies in the bed. There's obviously like a little raised bit of like a barrier so she doesn't roll out of bed. In between that barrier, there are, there's kind of a, like a long section where there's a, a, a gap in it, like a hole in it. Lengthways, obviously not up and down, so you know she can't roll out, like I say. So what we have to do is, for some reason, she will pull her blanket over her head and then lift it up slowly and just lift it up to the level of the barrier. And then I have to hide from her and jump out and scare her through that gap. She screams and giggles. We have to do this four times, and then she can go to bed. And when she screams, it's an actual... It's like a fucking... Um, oh, God, what's her name? Like Janet Lee's sister at the end of Psycho. When she's, okay. you know, when Norma runs in and she goes, ah, like that, and the, you know, the yeah. light's swinging. She screams like that. Yet we have to do it four times every night when I take her to bed. I have to find different ways to scare her. So sometimes she'll have, she'll have the blanket over her head, and she'll lift it up slowly... And then I'll just tickle her feet or something out of shot, and she'll just completely freak out. But this has now become like part of a routine, and I don't know how it's happened or why it's happened. <laughs> but we just we just seem to have developed these kind of bizarre routines over the years. We have to do this kind of thing. That it it sounds like almost like a rite, isn't it? It's like a ritual. You have to. Undertake. It's like a ritual. <laughs> to try and lull your child to sleep by making her scream herself tired. <laughs> It's so bizarre. It's so bizarre. And if we can't do it, so obviously with her, she's only gone back to school, like her first day back at school is today, so she's going to bed in a bit. But during lockdown, she was going to bed at 10 o'clock because mm. she didn't have to get up in the morning. So I was like, yeah, stay up for a bit if you want. It's fine. I don't mind. Yeah. But if you got to sort of 10 past 10, sort of quarter past 10, she'd be like, oh, can we can we do the scaring thing? And i go, no. And she'd be like, oh, for God, that, that, why? And it'd become a massive issue that I wasn't trying to terrify my child. <laughs> But I did, I did realise on the back of this, though, it's quite good, is that she's going to enjoy scary films when she's mm-hmm. older because she enjoys being scared. Well, she's she going like, to have to watch she, them to go to sleep. 
Like the same way we watch like YouTube or like a bit of stand up or listen to a podcast, get sleep. She's got so like true. Night of the Living Dead or like Scream on. She goes, oh, oh, thank God someone's getting murdered. Oh, I can finally yeah. close my eyes, just lull myself to, to sleep by the sounds of all these screaming and like knives entering bodies. Bludgeonings. The scarier the better, I can't sleep. Yeah. It's so weird. I could only we get did... to sleep with Wreck on. <laughs> yeah. The Spanish zombies, just something about them. <laughs> it's the bit with the little boys, like the little boy jumps at the camera in the loft. Yeah. Oh, fucking hell, I jumped out of my skin. <laughs> like, I mean, just petrified. Yeah, anyway. that, that's just like like whale sound or like rainfall to her. Should be fine. <laughs> yeah. Can you put my ASMR on? Yeah. yeah, sure. I'll press play and it's just... <laughs> okay, all right. This is how she sleeps. <laughs> oh god, what's going to happen? I'm terrified now. <laughs> <laughs> are you after ideas then on what you can do to like uh, pep it up a bit? Like what new things no, can no. you do to frighten her? Because I'm, no, I'm cause halfway be... through ordering you an air horn. Or <laughs> 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 well, just a big dog. <laughs> just, just sneak an Alsatian into the room one exactly. night and I'll just like... <laughs> Just, just gonna, cli- I'm, I'm going round and I'm just gonna like climb up a ladder by her window, and just like <laughs> tap on the window with a screen mask or a yeah. Freddy Krueger mask on. <laughs> That's so funny. He's gonna keep upping the ante. Yeah, exactly. Until like we have to be in near car crashes for her to doze off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just we just we always get into these stupid rituals before bedtime. When she first got her big girl bed, so when she was first out of a cart. I would have to blow raspberries into her ear before she would happily go to sleep. <laughs> and it'd like, it'd be, it was like a battle where she'd want me to do it because she knew it would make her laugh, but she didn't want me to do it because she knows it tickles like crazy. And it'd become like a kind of like a cat and mouse game where I'd try and tickle her or like roll her over or she's like one and a half or something. And I'm blowing, like, before I can get her to go to sleep, I've got to blow raspberries in her <laughs> ear. And I just kept, I was just thinking this way, like, how do we get into these situations? I don't even know how this started. Yeah. I don't know how it started, but every night now we just seem to do it. For, and it's like two minutes. It's not a big deal. It takes two minutes, but it's it's so weird. Yeah, it is the, these little, like nightly rituals. Like for, I I've got three separate ones I have to do. So for male distorter, <laughs> it's literally just to go in, and she's got like one of these big like cabin beds, so they're up very high, and I have to like basically go on my tiptoes to hug her and kiss goodnight. But I have to do that before I do anything else. She she has to come first, apparently. Then I go to my lad. Me and him, we still I still read to him. Like we've got a thing where we go through like a David Wallings book over the course of a year. By the time we finished it, he brings out a new one. For my youngest, we've got into a routine now where I will read her two stories from like just normal pitch book stories, and then she will go down, and then I have to come up with the story when the lights are off, apart from a nightlight, and just come up on the spot with a story that somehow involves the Teen Titans. Ah! The Teen Titans go... <laughs> in, in some so you have to degree. Make, it up, make it up on the fly, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. So that's I, amazing. I did, like, a, seven or eight different stories about the Teen Titans playing Roblox and getting sucked into the world of Roblox <laughs> and doing all the different games. I can see I, that happening. the... The latest one was a three-part story of a lumberjack who kept meeting up with a magic squirrel. Was it uh, Dexter? In the forest. <laughs> <laughs> and the latest one was a uh, a 
a fish who was alone in a pond until there was a really big flood. And he went out and thought, I'm going to find somewhere else to be. And he kept swimming and swimming. And the water level kept dropping and dropping. And the last thing he managed to get into was a fountain that had one other fish in. And they fell in love and they, they grew all together and that type of thing. But that fountain had to be in the grounds of the Teen Titans Tower. <laughs> yeah, the big <laughs> so, tea tower. Exactly. Yeah. And so she was like, why aren't you mentioning the Teen Titans? Where are the Teen Titans? <laughs> All the way through the story until the very end. And I just went, oh, I see. Right, no, no. <laughs> you fucking like the kids' version of M. Night Shyamalan. There's a twist at the end. Wait, just wait till you get to the end. There's a massive twist. <laughs> I fucking love it. Basically, Georgia can't get to sleep unless I'm watching Air Crash Investigation. And Adam's got to start doing a fucking interpretive dance for his kids. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's fucking ridiculous. It's fucking mad, this shit you do. It's just mad. Yeah. I can't Benny, wait. Benny, Benny, what, I can't wait to see what Benny's is. Can you bring? Are, are you practicing yeah, what skills like can juggling you... <laughs> or like one of those like flaming bagpipe on a unicycle? I'll play my uh, I'll play my guitar very poorly for the baby to get to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, that'll do. Yeah, but you won't want that, Benny. It'd be like, oh, can you not play the saxophone? Well, I guess I'm gonna buy a saxophone then. <laughs> or what? I, what, what I could do is I could continue to sing um, "You're the Voice" because it still makes the baby kick. I did it again today. Oh yeah, yeah. That's while Blossom was in the hospital, yeah, while start. Blossom was getting checked out in the hospital, it did it again, and it wasn't even me singing; it was just the song. And because, because um, the baby is usually quite active, um, like later in the day, like afternoon, evening, and this was nine o'clock in the morning. She said to me, "God, the baby's going mad. I don't understand it." And then she said, "Oh, I know why. It's because that bloody song's on yet again." That's Damn mad. So, I, I've not heard that song. Does it have a, a heavy like bass line or anything like that in it? Because babies are supposed to res- respond quite well to bassy sounds. Not particularly. Yeah. Not that I can think of off the top of my head. It's just like a you know eighties power ballady sort of song, and it's not even that powerful. Try, try it with a bit of Ronnie size. See if she'll uh, <laughs> get <picking> <laughs> Ronnie size. Yeah. Get some uh, Aphex Twin on or something like that. <laughs> yeah, bit Barry White. <laughs> mad for no, because yeah, a say, bunch yeah, of snakes might appear. I don't want to do that. Actually, right, yeah, yeah, you don't want to be James fighting Brown. snakes. Like, <laughs> you no, please don't. For fuck's sake, uh, let's uh, let's move on, shall we? I, yes, I say this every week. Can't believe it. It's been like nearly an hour already. Mm-hmm. Baby names and advice, Adam. Please. Okay, hit the uh, theme. Hey there, baby. Oh, you've got <laughs> two choices. Do you want the child names or do you want? The bad parent in advice. Mm, yeah. There you go. Bar- Barry White, you can go now. Oh, good. Right, <laughs> see you later, mate. Okay. That wasn't Barry White. That was Harry White. <laughs> Harry White. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm not rich. We have to set up oh, the Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if we get the Patreon ready. We'll get that Patreon money coming in. I'll get a Barry, Barry, get Barry White, White impersonator. In. Yeah. Please yeah, join yeah, the Barry White tier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess you everything. <laughs> Right, let's go with a uh, a bad baby name to start off with. Bad baby name. Okay, occupational names. Oh, so occupational names they go back for centuries, and that usually is a surname. So you got surnames like Smith for someone who used to be a Smith of some kind, Clark for like office clerks, Baker for someone who was a baker. Unsurprisingly, that trend obviously still exists, but. It kind of went a little too far in America in the 1930s, where instead of surnames, parents were giving first names to their children based upon aspirational 
occupations. So the jobs that they wanted the kids to grow into. So looking back in the register, you've got kids such uh, called names such as author, judge, singer, and there was at least one kid with the unfortunate name of Dorman. Um, (laughs) Now this trend wasn't just limited to the 1930s. It carried on up until at least 1995 in Oregon with the birth of a boy (laughs) called Felony Hudson. So, a a lovely aspirational name there uh, for young felony. And it paid off when, in 2017, he was accused of felony kidnapping, felony eluding, and felony possession of a stolen vehicle after being pursued by police across state lines with his kidnapped (laughs) ex-girlfriend in the car. And felony lived up to his name. And he was charged with a total of three felonies and four misdemeanors <laughs> during his court appearance in 2017. Whether or not his middle name was misdemeanor, I'm not sure. But certainly <laughs> the felony part of it paid off. So, yeah, aspirational names. Don't don't go for the bad ones, like what a kid might end up in jail for. You know, you don't want to call your kid Pimping Hudson or, like, <laughs> child exploitation <laughs> Jones, just go for nice names like Gary or Beryl. I'm going to uh, message Blossom and see if uh, bet, uh, see if uh, Grand Theft Auto Benny is on the table. That's a good idea, yeah. Grand Theft Auto Benny. Now, that could be aspirational because you want them to like coincide with the release of the next Grand Theft Auto game. Good point, that yeah, good point. Off. It works both ways. I wonder if Felony was sent to... Uh, the electric chair by Executioner Smith or something. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bad advice then. So, this is about something you're going to uh, embrace wholeheartedly, I'm, I'm sure soon, Benny. Advice for getting a baby to sleep. Mm. Because, as, as Danny and I know, after a while, you are so tired, you will be desperate enough to try anything, <laughs> as long as it works. Don't follow the advice that Dr. George H. Nafis gave in 1889 in his book, The Physical Life of a Woman. He said that it's important for infants to sleep in a particular direction. The position of our bodies at night, he says, with reference to the cardinal points of the compass, could make for a better night's snooze. Specifically, kids... And babies should sleep with their heads facing north. He explained this by saying, As strange as this idea may at first sight appear, it has more in it than might be supposed. He briefly kind of covered his tracks. There are known to be great electrical currents always coursing in one direction around the globe. And our nervous systems are in some mysterious way connected with this universal agent. So going back to the whole like getting your kids to sleep with a ritual... You also need to make sure that they are facing a particular direction when they go to sleep. So they're aligned with the ley lines or (laughs) mysterious electrical currents flowing around the globe. Now, whether or not that works, I don't know. I've never checked on a compass for the, the position of my child's bed. Maybe there's something into it. But there you go. Make sure you, if, you feng shui the heck out of your nursery, Benny. 
Noted. And if you can't get them, if you can't get them pointing north, Benny, I think if the uh, idea of electricity coursing through their veins is a good idea, just plug them mm. in at some yeah. point. Yeah. You know, just get, get them an electric blanket. Just leave and, all like, the plug sockets the on. Off. Yeah. Make sure, uh, make sure a single toe is as close to an open <laughs> plug socket as it can be, <laughs> as the baby slowly drifts off to sleep <laughs> to get the full uh, to get the full Raiden effect. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh my god, please good. call your child Raiden. Again, we'll put it on the table. Raiden Benton. Oh, mate. Raiden. Than, oh my god, that'd be so cool. Auto. <laughs> I can't think I couldn't think of an aspirational name that would Okay, very quickly, throw me out an aspirational name, Benny. Well, if you could want your kid to be something, what would you want? Formula it? One driver Bentman. Oh yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> but that would makes you sense. call him Formula One driver or would you call him the name of a Formula One driver? What like, Schumacher Bentman? Yeah, or if it was a boy, Sen- possibly. Senna Benterman. Sen- Senna. Sounds like it could be a girl's name. Senna. I like ben Senna. Nigel. That, yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's a really good name. That's a really good name. Oh my god. If I named girl, if I named sounds... a little girl Nigel, she's doomed to have uh, unwanted facial hair for the rest of her life, and I don't want to do that to her. <laughs> just call her Nigella. And then then I... she'll just be like blessed with very good cooking and lots lots of horny 30-year-old men going to horny jail when they talk about her a lot. Bonk. Talking about her on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know. All right, there we go. Thank you for listening, everybody. Anything else, boys? Uh, I, just wanna, yes, I, I, just I, wanna, I just want to wish uh, Blossom a happy birthday. Because when this comes out, I believe it will come out on her birthday. So happy birthday, Blossom. Oh. Happy what, birthday, what, Blossom. What day is her birthday? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Or Tuesday, oh, Tuesday oh. the night. Happy birthday, Blossom. Aww. Happy birthday, Blossom. I want to actually promote or uh, like publish size a an Instagram account called Supportive Fathers. He's, he's a guy who's been listening to the show and has liked all the posts and what have you. He's uh, got very good blog, posts very good articles on there that's made some interesting reading. So if you like the kind of stuff that we do, talking about like dads and things like that certainly follow him on instagram some very good points there very good discussions that he has there he has been followed you know what as well i just quickly very quick before i forget it is international women's day today shout out to the women in our lives because holy fucking shit they must put up with a ton of stuff and interestingly all the major role models in my life have been women. I really haven't had any male role models. And I've yeah. always felt an affinity towards, you know, promoting women's rights and looking after mm-hmm. things I think that, you know, women should be looked after for. You know, they should be promoted. They should be pushed to do more things and helped along. And because it's still a bit shitty out there sometimes for the girls. Yeah. So Extremely. shout out to all the women in my life. Thank yeah. you for making me who I am. And I'm sure you boys are going to echo the same for your ladies as well. Absolutely, yes, sir. Definitely. And on. Also, the women not in my life as well. So uh, people like Sigourney Weaver, yeah, Hillary Clinton, that that woman who played <laughs> that woman who played Super Gran, who's probably dead now, oh. and and many other women who were out there who haven't appeared in my pop culture radar. Happy International Women's Day, Shannon to from you. Lost. Yes, yes, Shannon of course. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to end that on a really sin- on a really sincere message, and now it's been ruined. It's very wholesome. <laughs> You, you moved away from being Piers Masters and went back to an actual likeable human being. Yeah. You, that... Right. You fucking dare call me that boy. You, oh, my God. Once again, I'll fight you. As Danny was saying, happy International Women's Day, but not if you're a dad, 
because obviously you're not a woman, <laughs> unless you are a woman, in which case, expect one of those cards from Tesco's, but Dan won't be happy that you've got one. <laughs> Bye, everyone. <laughs> expect my scorn. <laughs> happy birthday, baby. I love you.